So the Hunter Cup on Saturday night. Um, let's go. Well, no, we'll wait for Tim O'Connor to go through the barrier draw. I've got it right in front of me here, and it's an interesting barrier draw. I wonder what it means for some of the fancy runners, fancied runners, including Copy That. Uh, and Tim O'Connor from HRV joins me. How are you, Tim? Hey, Matty. Great to be on. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, pleasure. Um, all important, as it always is in races like this. So what do we make of uh, uh, the race now that we've got the, the barrier draw out, which was uh, drawn about uh, an hour and a half ago? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. I'll quickly whip through it for those that haven't caught it. Uh, we'll start from barrier one and we'll go all the way down to 13. So number one, Spirit of St. Louis. Number two, Torrid Saint. Number three, I Cast No Shadow. Number four, Honolulu Bay. Number five, Triple Eight. Number six, the $2.25 favourite, Copy That. Number seven, Mac Dan. So all those horses off the front row and off the back row. Number eight, Hurricane Harley. Number nine, Expensive Ego. Number 10, Rock and Roll Do. Number 11, The Emergency, Cranburn. Number 12, Major Meister. And number 13, Old Town Road. So, yeah, really interesting. Uh, my first impressions, Maddie, and they, they, I tend to look at the market and go, what's overs and what's unders here? Copy that, 225 from Barrier 6. Uh, looks unders to me uh, at first glance. He won the Ballarat Cup two weeks ago in really good style, but he was essentially gifted the front there and controlled the race and won well. Uh, his form in Victoria prior had been uh, fairly average, not at, his, not, the, not at the level that he has shown in New Zealand in his home country. So I'm just a little bit still jury out with copy of that. Uh, at 225, I couldn't possibly back him in a, in a race like this. So if that was my cop- first If copy that had drawn two, say, what, yep. what would he, how, how significant... A disadvantage is six as opposed to drawing a little bit in closer for him yeah, specifically. Yeah, well, I think it is uh, significant. Uh, I guess it is uh, dependent on who is inside you. But let's say you drew one for argument's sake. Uh, you know, you just about say he's over the line because he's a very, very good horse. If he's able to find the front, look, they can't probably beat him. But will he get the front from barrier six with horses like Spirit of St. Louis, uh, who's the second favourite? He's drawn barrier one, so... I can't imagine they're just going to gift him the top. Um, Honolulu Bay 4 as well has got speed uh, in gate 4, as I said. And gate 2, Torrid Saints got speed. Can't win the race, but can get to the pegs and, and make it a little bit harder for copy of that. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's significant. And uh, 2.25 now, I'd be very surprised if he started at race time on Saturday night at 2.25. Let's just go through the market because I want to ask you a bit about the second rowers as well. So Spirit of St. Louis, $4.50 from the pole. This is going to the pole. I'll, I'll mention second row. So Spirit of St. Louis, number one, is $4.50. Torrid Saint, $51. I Cast No Shadow, $31. Honolulu Bay from four is at $8.50. Triple Eight, um, Father Glasheen's horse, number five is at $71. Copy that, $2.25. And Mac Dan, $71. Second row. Uh, Hurricane Harley, $9. Expensive Ego, $7.50 from 9 Out to 10 Rock and Roll Do, $10. Uh, Cranburn is at $41. Major Meister from 12 $17. And Old Town Road, $14. The interesting thing for me, uh, Tim, is that every one of the second row horses is somewhat in the market, perhaps with the yeah. exception of uh, Cranburn. What, what's... What role will the second row play for these horses that are all kind of in the market? Yeah, that's a great point. I, I really like that too. For, for, from a race perspective, I, uh, I had a similar theory the other week. Uh, I think it was in the, the Dullard uh, Trotters Cup at 
at Ballarat. I might have been E.B. Cochran trying to cap on Ballarat pace, um, Ballarat pace in Cap Night. It was I liked a horse off the back row in that race purely for the fact that he was drawn around uh, other good horses that were going to probably bring him into the race. So I think this, that's a really good point you make there. Um, expensive ego, his Victorian form has been ordinary. His Sydney form is very good. He's a very, very good horse. He draws barrier nine, and through the Inter-Dominion series here, I think he ended up in the death seat in every one of those heats. Uh, so he, he might be one to go forward. Uh, Matty, um, Major Meister was just unbelievable in the Cranbourne and Bendigo Cup. He seemed to have some sort of issue last start at Ballarat, and we can sort of forgive that. He pulled and he ended up dropping out and running last beat in 50 metres. So I think he's a winning chance. Uh, Old Town Road is the untapped excitement machine. He's not a three-year-old like a Tox Plate runner uh, that we see that there's the horse on the way up, but he's only had the 15 or so career starts. And only a few of those have been in this open class. He's the X factor. Um, he won't be put into the race. Uh, he'll he'll come with one run, I'd say. But right. yeah, I think it's really significant that that, that you, as you say, that the key runners or a number of key winning chances are drawn off the back. Somebody will make a move at some point. I'm probably tipping maybe it's expensive ego. David Moran's probably been poring over this draw and the speed map and the options uh, uh, ever since uh, the draw came out a couple of hours ago because uh, he's the driver of Honolulu Bay, who's drawn four, and we were just talking about the power of the second row and so on. So, Tim, I'll let you uh, take over with David Moran, who's on the line now. As I say, go good morning to David. How are you, mate? Good, guys. How are you? Oh, very well. And then at the end of it, I want to ask you about this horse that you don't drive but has captured everyone's imaginations. And uh, I want to ask you about Captain Ravishing as well, just as a neutral observer. But for the time being, Tim, uh, I'm sure you've got lot to t- lots to talk to David about, about this uh, Hunter Cup. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to hearing his opinion on Captain Ravishing because we've all got one and I think it's all the same. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Uh, no doubt you tuned in to the barrier drill this morning or, or have at least seen it. You're driving Honolulu Bay. Uh, the fourth favourite in the market for the Hunter Cup. What's your first impressions after landing Barrier Four? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Tim. Um, no, I just um, you know at first glance for the Barrier draw, it's um, you know I think it's quite a good draw. The, the front row, there's a bit of speed off the front row there, and there's some horses that are uh, that are drawn quite well. You know, I think Spirit of St Louis, um, he's run last week, showed that um, you know the showed that he was he's getting back to where he where he left off. Um, so yeah, so he's got he's got the Barry one draw there, which gives him a lot of options. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with uh, I'm happy with our draw. Um, I think it's a good draw where he probably doesn't have to buffle too hard early, and he, he can possibly lob a, a very handy spot to them. You haven't really used his gate speed much lately, David, through the intermediate uh, heats and the final. I mean, in the final, you drew barrier two and stayed out of that early speed battle. Um, he didn't have much opportunity to, to go forward, really, in the Ballarat Pacing Cup last start, even though he was phenomenal late. Um, am I right in saying that you're probably going to, you know, aim for a, a lovely spot, you know, a 1-1 in the running line, as opposed to trying to find the front? We do know Honolulu Bay has got speed if you want to use it, but just going off recent runs, you, you haven't pulled the trigger really early in the race. No, I think, um, you know, I think them, them really high-speed horses like him that, that just need that little bit of time to adapt to the to the longer distance racing. Um, you know, you get in these races quite early on in in his career, as you see, and you do use him early. He, he just seems to, to get found wanting a little bit late, um, or, or he just hasn't got that really high speed late. But he's starting to adapt to that level of racing now and that high speed over the twenty six hundred, which um, which I think we've seen at Ballarat. Even though he didn't didn't do any work, he rattled home late. So um, 
you know, I think we've just got to keep trying to drive him like that. He, he can obviously start doing a little bit more work now, but I think uh, if we can drive him reasonably conservative without buffling him off the gate, um, he's going to be really dangerous in some of these races. Yeah, talk us through that Ballarat run for those that, that didn't catch it. He, he drew barrier, or wide barrier. I think it was barrier seven, or he might have started from six, uh, but he, he went back in the race. And I reckon at the bell, I glanced over and you were laughed on the inside. And then I, uh, in the concluding stages, you were the horse flashing home to run second. It was a phenomenal run for those watching on TV. Did it feel as good when you were behind him in the cart? It did, yeah. Um, you know, for those people that, that probably don't understand the, the difference in tracks, Ballarat track, um, it's a very hard track to come wide on. Um, it's amazing. You, you'll be following a horse and, and it'll come off. Um, I can't think of exactly what horse I was following at Ballarat, but it, it elected to come off the fence and it was a length in front of me. And by the time we got, by the time when we got from the 400 to the 200, it, it was sort of half a length behind me. It just, it's amazing how much ground they do lose when you're, uh, when you're peeling wide in a, in a fast, fast half around track like Ballarat. So obviously Melton will be a little bit different. Um, you know, Melton's a pretty fair track. So, you know, like I said, if, if he can sort of be handy enough to them, um, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to be on the fence around the track like that. Just a couple of quick ones before I throw you back to Maddie, Dave. Uh, a real, a real obvious, straightforward question: Is Honolulu Bay good enough to win a Hunter Cup? Definitely. Yep. And um, he's. Uh, and if if it's not you, who are you most worried about? Is it is it copy that the favourite drawn six, or or is it Spirit of St Louis? You gave him a really good push from Barrier One, or is it a horse off the back row? Um, is there one that you're more worried about than others? Yeah, I think copy that. Um Copy, that's obviously the horse speed, I, I think, personally. I think he's in the zone at the moment. But um, but in saying that, it's quite an even field. And, and you know, Barrier 6, he's, he's not going to be gifted the front or he's not going to be gifted an easy trip. Um, you know, if a horse like Spirit of St. Louis um, or I cast no shadow, want to hold the front. Uh, and Copy, that's got to do a bit of work. Then it, then it makes any horse vulnerable, really. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a tricky one. I think, it's a, I think it's a great field. I think it's a very even field. And the draws have made it. Quite a, quite a really interesting race. Lucky last from me, Matty. Um, we, we can't go an interview with uh, with David Moran without talking about Lock and Barrett. You won this race, the Hunter Cup, with Lock and Barrett, your champion, back in 2021, Dave. Um, I'm sure it's a race you've watched many times on replay and probably had a couple of quiet beers uh, enjoying it. That must have been a huge thrill, probably the biggest thrill of your career. Yeah, I think so, mate, yeah. Um, you know, obviously you, you grow up watching these races and you only ever dreamed to just be able to get a drive in one of these races, let alone train, train and drive a winner. So, um, yeah, no, we've had we've had plenty of beers and watched the replay plenty of times. It's um, it's probably something. Uh, it's a thrill that I may never ever get again. You may never get that opportunity. A lot of people don't, but um, certainly took it with both hands when we did and when we could, and uh, hopefully we can get that opportunity again. Well. Interesting you mentioned Lock and Var Art because that's the sort of the comparison I'm going to ask you to make, Dave. Uh, and your heart, no doubt, will be with Lock and Var Art, who's now in America, of course. And I remember when there was the talk of the, the big match race with Ride High and they were these supersonic horses that were smashing the clock and so on, which they were, and the match race never turned out. And we've lost Ride High and we've lost Lock and Var Art. And I think harness racing tends to put the cart before the horse a little bit with Rising Stars, but... Uh, with that in mind, and, I, and I'm certainly not um, saying that the, the raving about Captain Ravishing is not, not worthy, but uh, I'd like to see him now deliver what everyone's expecting. What what do you make of Captain Ravishing? Yeah, I, he's obviously um, yeah he's obviously he's a freakish talent. Um, 
you know, he, he's probably the next horse that can do, you know, what horses like Lock and Vars had done. Um, you know, with racing in Victoria and Australia, I just think um, he, he's just got so much speed. He, he could be a very, very special horse. He, he could possibly be uh, one of the most special horses we've seen. Um, you know, I know, I know Leap to Fame beat him, beat him in that derby race, um, you know, and, but he's, he's a great horse. But this horse just got so much. He's got so much about him, whether it's speed, um, and he can lure a, lure a lot of people um, into uh, into watching very closely into this industry. Yeah, and I guess the only last box to tick conclusively is uh, it's the old Max Presnell saying, he used to say it about Lonroe in Cox Plates, uh, we want to see how he goes when the, the Bunsen burners really are pried and uh, he gets attacked and so on. So I guess that's, that's the great mystery of uh, this Miracle Mile quest is to see how he handles... Uh, absolute high-class pressure. So we're looking forward to seeing that. Hey, Dave, good luck uh, with uh, Honolulu on uh, Saturday night. No worries, guys. Thanks very much for having me on. David Moran Thanks, there. Dave. He's a bit of a regular guest, uh, Tim. We're always, always going to have to put him on our payroll. Uh, the Drake, <laughs> we love the Drake. Andrew Drake, if you're a Seinfeld fan, uh, is the <laughs> travelling foreman for Copy That, who probably hasn't drawn badly but hasn't drawn brilliantly. Uh, interested to hear what uh, Tim Andrews got to say, Tim, about uh, uh, the uh, the draw for Copy That on Saturday night, and he's on the line now. G'day, Andrew. How you going, guys? Have you copped a lot of Love the Drake over the years or not uh, Not really a Seinfeld fan? Not quite, no. Okay, well, <laughs> what I just said is a complete mystery to you. Uh, Tim, uh, let's talk about Copy That. Let's talk about him. Andrew, thanks for joining us, mate. We've... Um... I'm not going to say we've become good friends, but I have run into you a bit in your travels here uh, to Ballarat. Of course, you're based out at Anton Galeno Stables with Copy That as the travelling foreman for trainer Ray Green. And uh, you've obviously been celebrating a Ballarat Pacing Cup win a couple of weeks ago. That was really the, the first box ticked, wasn't it, for, for Copy That's Victorian. I guess he's, well, he's had a, a number of cracks at, at showing his best here in Victoria. One, one ended with injury. His most recent trip before this one was sort of good without being brilliant, but he came out and won a big group one, a major race a couple of weeks ago to really stamp himself as this Hunter Cup favourite. Barrier six, though, for the favourite at $2.25. Um, what are your thoughts? It's an interesting one. It is again, and it's exactly like I said to you two weeks ago, we're going to have to leave it up to Blair Orange again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a tricky one, and there's obviously a lot of, a lot of those uh, nicer horses and, and that with Gate Seed inside of us. So, um, yeah, no, definitely another one that we'll leave up to, to Blair as he knows the horse, and um, I'll stay out of that, that's for sure. Well, what, what I will ask, what I will press you on is the condition of copy that and how he's going, because you spend uh, basically every waking hour with him. Uh, you were telling me that in the lead-up to the Ballarat Pacing Cup, he was basically as bright as you've ever seen him, and that was your message back to Ray Green in New Zealand, that he was feeling you know, full of himself and he was going as well as ever. Is that still the case uh, a week or a week and a half on from the Ballarat Pacing Cup? Yeah, it is, actually. Um, it's pretty scary to see him sort of like this. Um, I haven't seen him so bright and, and uh, full of himself, and it's... It, um, takes a lot of pressure off off my shoulder that's for sure um just to just to see him so well and uh now nah, he's definitely uh come through that run super and um i couldn't couldn't fault him to be honest with you what have you done with him andrew you, as i said you're based at anton galeno's property uh, just out of ballarat about five ten minutes out of ballarat actually right across the road is that horse matty captain ravishing literally uh probably three or four uh torpedoes across the road you'd, you'd meet captain ravishing um what have you done with him andrew just kept him 
happy. I wouldn't imagine you've done much for them, and you certainly haven't given him a trial or anything. So he's just been ticking over. He's he's pretty fit and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't done much with him. Just jogged away, and uh, Saturday just give him a wee quiet mile and a half on their um, thousand metre round track here, and he'll um, he'll have another wee head out tomorrow, and and then jog Thursday, Friday, um, going into Saturday. Yeah. So no, he didn't need much. He's not a horse that needs much once he's up and racing, and definitely is bright and fit as he is. So. Um, no, there won't be too much that we can do anyway. Uh, two more quick ones for me before I throw you back to Matty. Uh, confidence levels. I asked David Moran straight out, was Honolulu Bay good enough to win a Hunter Cup? And he, he was uh, very certain of that, that he was. And I'm sure you're in the same boat. Copy that. Can win on Saturday night? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 hey, look, it's obviously... It is a wee sticky draw, but no, I, I, I um, like I said, it's up to Blair... He'll be doing what he does. He's a he. Lo- he just knows the horse so well. So it's, um, no, I I do think that he can do it. Yes. And just a quick just a quick update on Ray Green too. Uh, for those that don't know, he was he's a seventy seven year old trainer, and he was badly injured. Uh, a young horse kicked him in his stables going back a couple of months ago. Now, Andrew, has, that's obviously why he's not here in Victoria at the moment. How's he going? And I'm sure the Ballarat Pacing Cup win a couple of weeks ago lifted his spirits. Yeah, definitely he did. He was he was wrapped in and over the moon, and um, yeah, no, he, he's doing good. He's still not he's still not driving uh, any horses yet, and he's actually just come down with the flu, so he's been at home for a couple of days. He said, but um, yeah, no, it sort of knocked him around. But no, he, he's doing well, and um, I'm sure he'll be back in the cart any uh, no time soon. That's for sure. Now, Andrew, <laughs> I've got a I've got a text message that is back to the Seinfeld reference. So Seinfeld. <laughs> Which you're not familiar with, there was a, a character on it called the Drake, right? They called him the Drake, and the Drake had a uh, sort of a uh, an engagement party, and the and Jerry and Elaine and George and Kramer gave him a gave the couple a TV, but then at the last minute they called off the engagement, but they kept the TV. So at the start of it, they all loved the Drake. Oh, we love the Drake. We'll go to his party, and then when he wouldn't give them the TV back, it was hate the Drake. So the SMS, the last SMS I've got through is just simply someone saying, hate the Drake. But it's not in reference to you. It's a Seinfeld reference. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right. So, yeah, just to, just to clarify, and we love copy that too. So there you go. Yeah. How couldn't you? Yeah, no, that's all right then. Love copy that. Love the Drake. Good on you, mate. Good luck. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Uh, Tim, what a fascinating race. I think the, the barrier draw has sort of enhanced it because it's dished up little challenges and little advantages. So it's a, I think it's the perfect barrier draw to make it a really great addition to the Hunter Cup. I think you're right. Um, you know, when you're a neutral supporter of a, or, you know, when you say these big races come up, you want to see a barrier draw, uh, you know, from a, a narrative perspective that doesn't give you the odds on favourites drawing barrier one and being very hard to beat. I don't think we've got that. We've got copy of that. He's a $2.25 favourite. He's drawn barrier six. He's no certainty of leading. We've got a stack of good horses off the back row, as you've outlined. It's going to be a great race, and you've touched on Captain Ravishing. Uh, he will go around... Uh, look, he's almost the headline act on, on Under Cup Night. And he's not he's certainly a marketing uh, force of his own at the moment. There was a lot of tweets during the week from some well-known harness racing identities about him transcending harness racing, and I thought, OK, well, let's see better. So that's the uh, that's the hype at the moment. Yeah, you're right. It's, um, well, he's only had uh, 12 or 13 starts, but look, what he, everything suggests to me that he's going to deliver on this promise. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Matty, but going back, his last start was on November 19. Uh, it was on Breeders' 
crown finals night. He was in the three-year-old Colts and Goings final. Look, he was a dollar four favourite or a dollar ten favourite. But just before the race, there was an enormous downpour. Um, look, I actually thought the meeting might have been in some jeopardy. That's how heavy the rain was. Then he was forced to sit parked in a race where they ran along and they basically tried to beat him. Uh, and he broke the track record. He won by 30-odd metres and broke the Melton 22-40-metre track record. And that's a distance that's been tackled for many, many years by many, many horses across many races. And he did it on a cold, wet night at Melton uh, as a three-year-old. Um, I don't know how you couldn't be excited on the back of that. And then I saw him at the trials here in Ballarat last week, um, and he was barely let go, and he absolutely thrashed uh, some good horses by 50 metres. Um, look, I'm com- convinced he'll deliver on this promise, but we never know. Uh, it's all excitement at the moment. I can't wait to see him probably as, just as much as seeing this Hunter Cup on Saturday night. Absolutely. Hey, there's one last uh, text, SMS. Matty, love your Seinfeld references from John C. So John Cleese is even buying into it, uh, Tim. <laughs> Hey, good on you, mate. Looking forward to it. It's going to be great. And uh, Saturday night on free to wear on racing.com, Hunter Cup night. That's right. Uh, that's Beauty. the final night of the Summer of Glory. And, of course, Friday night is the first uh, night of the double header at Melton, the Great Southern Star, the unique trotting race where the trotters compete in heats at the start of the meeting and then those that make the final race again on the same card. So you don't really get to see that very often in any code of racing. So that's on Friday night. That is night three of the Summer of Glory, and it concludes on Saturday with night four, the Hunter Cup. Going to be magnificent. Good on you, Tim. Thanks for that. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Good on you, Tim. Tim O'Connor from HRV.